Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the amazingly talented Joe Bachman. Welcome, man. What's up, guys? How are you, dude? You're... This is a this is awesome. This is uh, exciting, man. I've I've been a fan since I heard you and Ken Block killing it on Brothers oh, back in thanks, the day. Man. So that was what 2012 that that came out. 2012, yeah. Man, yep. Wow. And uh, I put a I put a record out last year. Ken's on the new one too. Oh, Ooh. I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. ends on the new one. I, I wrote a song, um, and uh, it's called The One I'm On, which is just about being on any beach in the world that you want. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I I think I think I finished writing it, and I was on Facebook, and I saw a picture of Ken surfing. <laughs> I, I was like, I got to call him again and see if he'll do this again. But yeah, that's awesome. And that's it's it's still crazy to me that brother's just 12 years old it's wild well i'll tell you what my older i have two daughters my older daughter was born in 2012 and the time has truly flown since then it sure has man i got a seven and a half year old and a two-year-old and you blink can't blink no just and, savor it man and you're down there in the keys no man i left florida last year i'm oh, okay I'm, of all places, I'm in the Delaware beaches. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, so we're Philly guys. You're kidding. No. Awesome, man. Yeah, so then you you guys are more than familiar with the bottle and cork and the rudder and all that. So I live right there in Dewey Beach. Oh, I love Dewey. First time uh, my wife ever saw Hazel, I brought her down to see them at uh, the bottle and cork. No way. Great venue. It's a great venue, man. Um, I actually opened for Hazel at uh, Secrets. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was, I, ironically, the night I opened for them at Secrets, after I played the show, I got on the bus, and that's when I asked Ken if he would do Brothers. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> great. It's all come full circle. Look at right, that. Always does, man. Always does. And I understand you're a South Jersey guy originally, right? Born there, yeah. Born in South Jersey, right outside of Philly. Um, spent most of my life up until 18, 19. And then I, I did a whole lot of commuting from Florida. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you a Birds fan, by the way? I, honestly, guys, I, I don't have an affinity to a team. Okay. okay. So I've I've been lucky enough that I've had a bunch of friends play in the league. Oh. So much easier to root for people than it is for teams. <laughs> I just root for my boys to do well. And then if if they go from one team to the next, then I just put on a different hat the next week. <laughs> Love it. That hopefully they send you. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But it's but it's funny because growing up in the Philly area, man, and and getting to know so many of the guys that play around the league, like I love, I love her as an Eagles fans. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> well, it is, it is Dallas week right now. So, oh, you is know. it? You guys playing Dallas this week? <laughs> yep. Wow. yep. So much fun. <laughs> Joe, you've been on um, a number of cruises through six, man. The rock boat sail across the sun twice. 
Alabama Festival at Sea. Um, You know, what what is it like for you to be able to look back at your journey in music and starting from where you did and then winding up writing songs with some of these artists that you love and then being able to play on ships? Like what what was that journey like for you? Insanity. Um, Looking back on it now, I'm, I'm certainly at the tail end of my career. And I say that in the most positive way possible, but looking back on the rock boat and Alabama cruise. And like you said, uh, um, sail across the sun twice. Pat, Pat is on the new record too. Pat from train. Oh, nice. Pat Monahan on the new record. Very yeah. Cool. Pat, gotta check that out. The friends that I've made amongst the entire rock boat and, and sixth man community will probably be the most life-changing part about all of these cruises um it's i try and explain it to people and and you really can't until they've done it you guys know that but it's like you try and tell people what it's like you try and explain to them and it's not it's just not about the shows it's about the magic that happens being on those boats and whether it's backstage or whether it's on stage or you know this past uh, sail across the sun. Uh, the guys from train sent an email out, you know, a couple months before, Hey, pick one of our songs and come up and that's how we're going to open the whole boat. And it's like, you know, growing up as a fan of train. Yeah. One thing to be friends with Pat. Now it's another thing to be, have Pat on the record, but then like, Oh, I'm, I'm jumping up and, and singing a song with Pat and the band and just absolutely awesome, man. It's, it's some of the greatest memories in my life. I tell everybody, um, my number one memory in my I'm 30 years into this career. Now, my number one memory was ironically on a boat, but not a six man boat. It was, it was on an aircraft carrier that uh, the Marines flew me into uh, Honolulu and the band and I spent eight days at sea on an aircraft carrier with 6,000 Marines and sailors sailing across Pacific ocean and playing for those guys. And I used to tell them because that was 2015 that I did that. And I told them the same thing. I'm like, man, the memories that I've made playing music on the water <laughs> is, is mind blowing. So it's, it's will, it will go down for me as the best memories of my career. And I think it's just, you know, it's, it's amazing to hear that. And, and it's, and it's funny, the community of artists that are on these boats, right? Rock boat, sail across the sun their their connection to philanthropy and, and charity and giving back is just some stuff I've never seen before in my entire life. It is just so, whether it's, you know, um, you know charities to help individuals with cancer um, to you promoting awareness about uh, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Hell um, of a song, a soldier's memoir. Yes. Oh, thanks, man. And, and that's that, song of my life. It's just, and when when I read that about about the the military stuff, it you know I have a brother in law who's who's currently still serving. He's done three tours, and um, he's coming up on his retirement year. But uh, just seeing the stuff that he's dealt with, and and whatnot, and when I and when I see that, it's just um, I don't know if you'll ever find a group of artists that are so dedicated to that 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 authenticity of connectivity. Man, you couldn't have said any better. You know, I 
I met the Hazel guys uh, August of 2010. That's when I met them initially. I met them opening for them in Chicago. Nice. And the first two things I took away from opening for Hazel was one, their connection with their individual fans and, and how much over the years you get these people that have met them 10 times or have seen 20 shows and those guys still take the opportunity after the show to stay and stick around and talk to all of them. And then the second thing that I gathered from those guys was how much they've used their platform to give back. Oh yeah. And you, you hit it right on the head. So that's something that I've also inspired, uh, aspired to do as well. Yeah. And like the lyrics for life, I, I'm a cancer survivor. So like that, you know, and, and then the military thing and, and you and your awareness for PTSD, like it's, it's comforting. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I just think it's, I just wanted to tip my hat to you for doing that and bringing awareness to it. Well, let me, let me tell you something real quick, just cause you brought it up. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. So if I'm not, tell yeah, me. Go, go for it. Okay. So can do it. That tattoo. <laughs> okay. It says SFH. Yeah. Uh, stands for still fucking here. And so when I was saying that I, I wanted to start some type of charity, some type of way of giving back, uh, my dad was 34 years military. He was one of those guys that he would, if I texted him, where are you? He would always respond, still fucking here, because my dad would work 20 hours a day constantly. Okay. And so that was always a thing between my dad and I, SFH, FS, SFH. And um, I was in the Vegas shootings. Um, Whoa. Back- yeah, I was oh. under a car for three hours, and um, I came out of that trip. I flew back home to Florida to my wife, and it just – it was a moment. I said, oh, I have to do something, and I reached out to a really close friend of mine, this guy Brian, and I said, I want to start this company called SFH, and I want to give back, and I I want to – and he said, well, what do you, what is SFH? And I said – for me, it's still fucking here. I said, but the one thing I've learned over the years, you could be a cancer survivor. You could be a survivor of addiction, survivor of physical or mental abuse. You could be a survivor of war, yeah. uh, a wounded warrior. You could be like myself and go through a traumatic event and came out the other side alive. 90% of everyone I've ever talked to has had something that they've made it out the other end. And that's what SFH is. Uh, we're still fucking here. And, and I wanted to help. I wanted to take that community of people and I wanted to create quite literally a community. So we brought on Brian and I brought on three other partners, two of which are uh, both veterans. One of them is a triple amputee Marine uh, stepped on an IED coded well over 10 times. They stopped counting over 10 times on the operating table uh, his name is Corporal Tyler Southern and the other guy's uh, Lance Price. And so we, we have five guys that have gotten together and we sell clothing. We sell hats, we sell t-shirts, we sell sweatshirts, racer backs, everything you could think of. And we give 50%, 5-0 back to those people like yourself that that survived cancer and, and that might need a help or might need a push or might need something you know, we try our best to to pick and choose individuals or groups or things like that. So um, 
any of your guests can check out www.wersfh.com to check that out. Absolutely. That is amazing. And the very first listener who uh, messages Chris, uh, DM him, we will get you something from that, that store. So that's awesome guys. Thank yeah, you. This is awesome. Yeah. That is just, ah, uh, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to hear. It's always so nice. You, you, you know, when, when, when you set up interviews and, and, and have artists come on and you never really know the angle or which direction the conversation is going to take. And it's always, it's always so humbling to, to, um, to walk into this scenario and uh and and just this is just awesome and it's the word's gonna get out there for those who who don't know about it are gonna hear about it um and that's that's awesome it's, appreciate that ass yeah i mean we we love the music but getting to meet the man and the inspiration behind all of it um the listeners know that chris works with uh individuals who've gone through sexual trauma I'm a child psychiatrist, so trauma is goodness, huge. Yeah. So, like, so much respect for what you're doing in such an underappreciated, especially the vets. Thanks, man. Yeah, the, the vets. The vets have been probably the single biggest part of my music career. Mm -hmm. uh, I had an entire album dedicated to them. Uh, Freedom was released in 2019, and that was 11 songs. Every single song was written for, with, and about the troops. And like I said, obviously, you know, them flying me over to Honolulu and I can't tell you how many bases I've played. And so it's, uh, it's something that's my brother, my brother served 17 years in the New Jersey police force. He passed away. My father served uh, 34 years in the army. He passed away. It's, it's the way I was raised and it's what I was growing up about. And something that I've always been proud of is just supporting those guys. And so I appreciate you guys saying that. Thank you. Uh, last February, you released um, Sex, Drugs, and Country Music. Yes, sir. Um, can you walk us through everybody's, you know, all artists are different in their creative process, artists and bands. And, uh, you know, how, what, and I feel like I know what you're going to say, but how do you create the songs that you create is it through life experiences is, is it through is it through just something that you think is trending right now which you don't strike me as that kind of guy I, so. I don't i don't think he's no what's trending <laughs> no it's really funny this is one of my favorite topics awesome um, <laughs> because my friends and i that write we are constantly picking each other's brains on not not writing songs but the the strategy that goes behind writing the songs. I have friends of mine that I consider amazing, phenomenal songwriters, and they won't write a lyric until the music is written. And that okay. baffles me. I could never do that. I, I, yeah. just, I, I come I from the world where I have to have the story first before anything else, because for me, the story sets the tone for the type of song it's going to be, whether it's going to be ballad, whether it's going to be up-tempo. You know, there's times where I absolutely just want to write a drinking song. But there's, I would say, 80% of the time are times where it's a monumental piece of my life. And 
it turns into something that I need to get out and I need to say. And so I either bring a fully written lyric to my co-writers and start talking to them and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. Or I'll bring the entire idea into the writing room and then we'll sit there and do that. But like on the on the new record, I have a song called The Way I Used to Be. Hands down, the most personal song that I ever wrote. I wrote that with my buddy, Adam. And uh, that song is about the last six years of my father's life. My father developed dementia and Alzheimer's and we watched him dissipate. And, and I've said to you, this is, this is a military man. This was a rock. This, this was the guy. He's the guy's guy. There's nothing he couldn't fix. Right. There's nothing, you know, there's no bottle he couldn't open. Nothing was ever too, you know, he was the strongest guy, the most badass guy. And then I watched him wither away physically and mentally in front of us to the point where, you know, he couldn't lift his own to, to button his own shirt. Didn't know myself and my mother, my brothers. And that was gut wrenching. I wouldn't wish, wish it on my worst enemy. And my mother asked me to write that song. And it was, I kept saying to her over and over again, I don't, I don't want to write it because I don't want to remember him like this. And I sat down, I had, I had almost an entire lyric written down and I brought it into the writing room with Adam and, and Adam was like, I know exactly where we're going to take this thing. Mm. And I kept telling him, I just, I just don't want my recollection and my memories of my dad to be what it is right now. And so when you listen to the chorus of the song, uh, the chorus is son, I served my country. I raised my boys to be men. I sat in a pew every Sunday and I married my best friend. And I remember 1988, just like it was yesterday, but I can't remember yesterday. So when you think of me, remember me the way I used to be. And that's how the song came up. And it's like, that is what I needed to say. That's, that's what had to come out. I wanted everybody to listen to the song and go, the man I know, the person that raised my family, the person that, that raised my brothers and I and taught us everything we know, he's gone. He's been gone for three years remember that other guy. And, and so that's in a nutshell, how I try and write everything that I co-write with my, with my friends of mine. Man, just hearing those lyrics gave me chills, you know, holding exactly. on to that dignity and, and letting exactly. him live on that way forever. Yep, exactly. And for those that are, you know, that are dealing with that and, and going through that and can hear the song, it's, it's a great way to, I guess in some form of therapy ish. Cause then, cause like, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to explain here, but like, it's, it's, it's perfect. Um, I mean, it's cause they might be in a situation where they can't verbalize how they're feeling and they hear it. And it's just like, that's it. That's, that's what this is. And that's all. I mean, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Absolutely. It's what I live for. Same thing with the song that I did with Monaghan. That, that's, that song is called Home on the Road. And that was just something so specific that I spent 250 shows a year for 22 years wow. touring. touring. I, I, my, my daughter, seven and a half, when my daughter was born December 17th of 2015, I saw her one day in the first 92 days of her life. One day. Man, that's got to be tough. 
And, and honestly, it's what changed me. It's what changed. It's what made me move to start taking residencies in Florida because I could at least be home, even though I was playing three, four days a week, I was playing at one spot. And that song, I, I had to get those words out that, uh, number one, my favorite line in the whole song, friends are just the families that we choose. I, I've, I've chosen my family. My family's on the road. I've chosen my road family. I've chosen my band family. I've chosen my wife. And I called Pat and I was like, Pat, I spent 20 something years playing to these people and these people that you pull up to every city, they become our, our family. And yeah. that just felt it the same way I did. And so that that's how I tend to write. I, I have to come out with a story. I have to come out with something that means something. And sometimes that means something is just, you know, drinking beers and, there's always a place for a good beer drinking song, but I would say 80% of my stuff is, is more very personal. It's, it's amazing how life gives you these amazing talents and amazing gifts, such as your daughter and your ability to connect with people through music. Right. And then how like all that time off the road, but then missing some of her life. And then the amount of people is you couldn't even count the amount of people you've connected with through your music and may have helped them may have saved their lives. You will never know, but it's just, it's like, it's crazy how, how life gives you those paradigms. And um, yeah. I've told the story on stage uh, soldiers memoir. That song was a gift from an event that occurred um, in, in May of 2011. I was playing down in Key West, Florida, and I was playing at Sloppy Joe's. There was 600 people in the room. We were about to go on, and a guy walked up to the stage and showed me his cell phone holding in his hand, and it said, make this announcement, we just killed Bin Laden. And I'm 15 minutes from going on. Whoa. And I looked at him, and I was like, bro, if, if I make that announcement and it's not right, like, I'm the guy on stage. I can't do that. Yeah he waved over a buddy of his who was a major in the Marine Corps. And that guy was like, you need to make the announcement. It's going to be public knowledge in about an hour. I made the announcement. We spent four hours playing more songs than I can count. Never took a break. We brought countless members of the armed forces up on stage. We held the flag that night. It was a, it was a very, very surreal moment. And fast forward six weeks, I was on the road for the next six weeks, six weeks later, I finally got home, walked in the front door of my house and I opened up a box sitting on the living room table. And on, in that box was a, an American flag and a plaque. And my friend, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jason Duff, United States Navy, he was stationed in Gitmo and watched us perform that night live while the whole Bin Laden celebration was happening. And him and his people that he were with were so taken back by the show and my patriotism they flew that flag for nine minutes and 11 seconds over the base Gitmo and they presented it to me and I called him to thank him. And Jason is a psychologist still to this day uh, in the Navy. And he's the one that said, Hey man, there's, there's a million rah, rah USA songs, but I've never heard a song about somebody that's gone over fought for us and come home and is still dealing with. And I honestly never even heard the term, even, even though my daddy was military and still very alive and well at the time, I never heard PTSD and he mentioned it and I spent six months talking to my father and, and all the other people that I know that suffer from it or knew someone that suffered from it. 
And that's when I got together with my friend Mitch and, and him and I wrote the song. And I say to this day, it's the single most life-changing song that I've ever written and that I've ever been a part of. Um, I get Chris, I probably get six to 10 emails to this day. And this is 12 years later mm -hmm. of, of people that have said, I had a gun in my mouth. I heard your song. It's the first time I felt like I knew how to express what I was feeling. And you saved my life because you're letting me give this, give these lyrics to my family, to my friends, so they can understand what I'm going through. So, so far as I've had people at Walter Reed tell us that they were handing out my CD to troops to listen to that. I don't know how there's a bigger gift in the world than that. For me, it certainly supersedes a Grammy or anything else I could ever possibly win. Like that's to have somebody say, Hey, I served the country and your song saved my life. That's, yeah. I, I still don't know how to really connect with that. I always say music is the best medicine, but that is taking it up a level, man. Hold the different level. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, while we're, while we're talking about vets, um, Mark, what was it last the last the last boat or the boat it was the last boat maybe boat two boats before. ago yeah so it just so happened because COVID was just going kind of going away the the boat I think it was uh, Rapo twenty two um it fell one of the days at sea fell on Veterans Day and I noticed that nobody was really like promoting it. And I was like, and we do this thing called breakfast with the boat cast on the ship. And we have, we do interviews just like this, but just at sea. And then we release them to the world. Nice. And um, I was like, we need to do something for the vets. And so we um, got the back area of the boat. We had all the rock boat vets um, that served and are serving come hang out with us. We interviewed every single one of them. And then I may have gotten really drunk the night before and bought a ton of stuff at the merch store. And you I might have won at the casino too. I also might have won at the casino. <laughs> and awesome. uh, I put all of the stuff that we've bought, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and I put it on the, put it on the table. I mean, just said it's for all for you guys. Like, just take what you want. Um, and that's like the least we could do. But um, it's uh, it's. That was super special. We had Zach from American Authors come up. Hell yes. We had Josh. Uh, so Josh Pollock. Yeah, just great, great uh, support for the troops. And thank you to Six Man. Yeah. They always, you know, support uh, the boaters. They're all about that community. For sure. Dude, you're, uh, you got to come on our podcast more often. This is yeah, awesome. I'm enjoying this. Oh, this thanks, is... guys. I appreciate that, man. Say the word. I'm I'm always here. What you know? What can the listeners expect from you, music wise, in the coming year, or months, and any any news, any any teasers you can give us? I've been playing with my buddy Zach Polk for the last almost four years now, man. Hundreds and hundreds of shows we've played in Florida and Delaware. Nice. And I keep telling everybody how bad I want to do a record with Zach. So Zach, it's, it's the coolest thing in the world. We joke on stage that, you know, he looks like the lead singer, of the Deftones. He's, <laughs> he wears eyeliner and paints his nails and he's got the Mohawk and the beard down to here. And uh, I don't think he owns a, a, a piece of clothing that's not black. Um, 
so he's the rock guy and I'm the country guy, but uh, you know, I, I got rock roots and, and yeah. almost everybody I've ever met started out some kind of rock. You know what I mean? Even countryest guys that I know uh, started out playing rock and roll. So um, my goal in the next 12 months is to get a record that's like still my, my country content from a lyrical aspect, but much heavier rock and roll from the musical aspect. That's, that's what I'd love to put out because I just want, I want to be able to say that I did a record with Zach. That's, that's my number one goal. And we want to be able to say that we had you and Zach on a podcast, the highlight. Hell yeah. <laughs> say what? record. Say that's when. awesome. You will get an email from me. All right, <laughs> done. <laughs> and Dude. as as we're talking about next year plans, we got to get down to Dewey and see you, man. Oh, dude, please. Chris, dude. you up for a little road trip, man? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, I, I put on, my, my business partner and I, uh, we put on musical festivals over in Mexico as well. Ooh. Oh, wow. We're doing seven festivals in 2024. What? So, so maybe you guys can come down and, and do a podcast. Yeah, we're, we have all kinds of, of, of stuff going on. It, and that's why I said, like, I'm, when I say I'm hitting the twilight of my career, it's a hundred percent by choice. So I manage a few other artists. Uh, my, my business partner and I, we have a company called dream big dreams management. And we also have a company called vacation jams, which is the the music festivals in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So him and I do <laughs> what feels like 150 hours a week together. Um, but I, it has allowed me to really pick and choose when I play. And so just throwing this out there being i texted jet jet get my ass on the next rock boat i haven't done one in four or five years yeah whatever it, whatever it takes please get me on there and and he pulled the strings and he got it done and that's what jet does but um that's the kind of stuff that like right now it just motivates me i don't feel like i'm playing shows because i have to or i don't feel like i'm playing shows because it's on the schedule i get to pick and choose and and like this rock boat thing is is something I'm super stoked about is going back and doing it. Oh, uh, well, I don't think there's anything else we can cover right now to make this even better. <laughs> like this podcast was gold and then you just brought it up and level. I mean, Oh Love my that. gosh. Thank you awesome. guys. I appreciate it, man. Joe, thanks so much for uh, finding time to chat with us. And awesome. so, so Joe, where can the listeners find you? Uh, joebachman.com that'll take them to all my socials and that'll that'll show them the, the music and um they can also find us on facebook on uh, bachman polk and that's that's zach and i um zach and i still play the whole country but like i said luckily now we just kind of pick and choose where we're where we're going um so yeah either joebachman.com or, or go to facebook and check out bachman polk guys i appreciate your time yeah man, cool. i gotta say this was the highlight of today really enjoyed it guys Appreciate you both. Yeah, man. See you in 92 days. See Thanks, you guys. Do I need to leave Zoom open like Riverside? Nah. We're good. Nope. Yep. Take care, man. All right, have a great All night, right. guys. Take care. See ya. You too. Thank you.